Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. To become a member, visit support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. It's Thursday, and that means we open the door and enter the Inner Sanctum. This episode originally aired on June 18th, 1946, and it's called I Want to Report a Murder. Good evening, Creed, and welcome to the Mystery Playhouse. If you like to curl up with a good mystery, if suspense and mysterious adventure are your particular dish, then don't go away. Stay right where you are, because tonight we've been fortunate enough to again secure the services of that light-hearted raconteur of murder, horror, and the supernatural, the laughing boy of inner sanctum, your host, Raymond. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. Welcome once again through the squeaking door. So brave of you to drop in. You know, I do like to have a body around. It keeps me in good spirit. <laughs> eh, what's that? Oh, you feel warm. Well, now that may be the fault of the chairs. You see, we've been redecorating, and the chairs you're sitting in are hot seats. Uh, we bought them cheap from a firm that builds them for prisons. The um, convict didn't like them. Now, they complained that everyone who sits in those chairs gets absolutely burned alive. <laughs> and now, friends, draw up those chairs we talked about earlier and listen to tonight's tale of terror written especially for the Inner Sanctum by Michael Sklar. Our star tonight is Santa Sotega, who acts the role of Martin Wheeler in a blood-chilling story entitled, I Want to Report a Murder. Other women don't have to put up with such treatment. The way she carried on, you think I was Clark Gable? Believe me. Instead of a middle-aged bank cashier getting bald in a little pot belly. I've never given her any reason to be jealous, not in 20 years of married life. She saw green every time I mentioned another woman. 
Every time I went out of the house. Like tonight. That was the reason the last time. You've always got a reason for going out and leaving me here alone. Now you've got to practice for the bank employees' bowling tournament. That's a likely story. It happens to be the truth, Margaret. Oh, I'm sure the team will be practicing over the bowling alleys. And I'm just as sure you won't be there. Where else would I be? Oh, now you needn't pretend, Martin. I know you've got a date with one of those... those women. I've told you a hundred times I don't have any dates with any other women. And I'm sick and tired of your insane suspicions. Insane, are they? Yes, they are. I'll be home at 11 o'clock. You can wait up for me if you like. Good night. I went down to the car and began to drive to the bowling alleys. Margaret, always nagging at me. Someday she'd push me too far. Yes, someday if she didn't stop the nagging, there would be another woman. Stop the car for a red light. There's a girl crossing the street. I noticed that she was blonde and pretty. Little like Margaret had looked when we were first married. And suddenly, as the girl passed in front of the car, she slipped and fell to the ground. What happened? Are you all right? That hole in the street. I tripped. Uh, let me help you to your feet. Oh, my foot. I must have sprained it. Can you walk? Well, I'll try. Oh, no. No, I can't put any weight on it. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, look here, let me drive you home. Oh, I don't like to impose, but I... It's not an imposition. I'd consider it a pleasure. She was about 25 years old and married. She said her name was Mrs. Susan Holmes. I didn't tell her my name. And as things turned out, that was lucky. No one was home at her apartment. I helped her to a chair and started to leave. Don't. Don't go yet. Come here. Oh, don't be afraid of me. I'm not going to bite you. <laughs> Mrs. Holmes, uh, I've got an appointment at the bowling alley. Uh... Well, that's not very flattering. Don't you like me? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I do, but... Mrs. Holmes, <laughs> please, uh, don't, don't you... You shouldn't. Don't be silly. You've been very kind. And I like you. Her arms were around my neck, pulling me down toward her. She used a faint perfume. Margaret hardly ever used perfume. Margaret. I thought of her as Susan kissed me. Then I stopped thinking until the door opened. Say, what is this? Robert! Susan, who is... I come home and find my wife kissing another guy. How long has this been going on? Well, uh, this this is all a mistake. Your wife tripped and hurt her ankle. I, I brought her home and... You won't weasel out of this by blaming it all on Susan. It won't work, mister. I saw both of you. Mr. Holmes, I've tried to explain. You won't listen to me, so I'm leaving. No, you don't. Get out of my way. This gun is loaded, mister. Put that gun back in your pocket. Don't be a fool. You're staying here and... Hey, let go of my arm! I've got the gun. That gun. I'll kill you for this. Let go of the gun. I'll break your arm. How I've got the gun. Give it back to me. I won't. Stop it. Look at the gun. Oh. Robert. I, I, I had to take the gun away from him. Oh. I didn't mean to pull the trigger. Is he? He's dead. You killed him. I killed a man. I had to get away quick before the police came. 
Yes, I could walk out of the door and forget the whole thing. Mrs. Holmes didn't know anything about me nor even my name. I acted fast. I could get away. Go straight to the bowling alley and pretend it never happened. Where are you going? I'm leaving. Come back here. Come back here. What are you doing here? I've been waiting for you. Checking up on me. Why shouldn't I? It certainly didn't take you this long to drive over from the house. Where have you been? Oh, for heaven's sake, Margaret, leave me alone. Why are you staring at me? Your face. What about my face? Lipstick. Well, that's why you took so long to get here. Margaret, not so loud. And you swore you'd never have dates with other women. Oh, I knew it. Well, I knew it all the time. Don't shout like that. People are staring at Let them stare. Let him hear every word I say. I want your friends to know what kind of a man you are. That phone call for Mr. Wheeler. Mr. Wheeler. Uh, that phone call, it must be for me. Uh, I'll be right back. Hello? Mr. Wheeler? Yes, who, uh, who's this? This is Susan Holmes, Mr. Wheeler. What? You killed my husband. Just in case you've already forgotten. Huh? How did you know my name? Where to find me? It was all in your wallet. My wallet? It dropped out of your pocket during the fight. What? You want? I gotta see you. Right away. Well, that, that, that's impossible. My, my wife... Would you rather have me call the police? No, no. Don't do that, please. Where shall I meet you? Downstairs, in front of my apartment house. I'll be there waiting for you. I'll be there in ten minutes. Bye. Who is that phone call from? Uh, no one you know, Margaret. I can tell from the expression on your face. It was that woman again. I can't argue with you, Margaret. I, I've got to go. Go where? I, I can't tell you. You're going back to her? No. I won't stand for it. I won't be humiliated. If you go to her, I'll kill you. I swear I'll kill you. <laughs> Edith Deliver there crying. What else could I do? She wouldn't have believed what happened any more than Holmes did. Even less. Because she was so jealous. Susan's voice had sounded hard and bitter over the phone. Well, I couldn't blame her. It's a rotten thing I did. Running away like that. Then I saw her waiting at the curb. Young, slim, and pretty. So you came. Get into the car, Susan. I want to tell you, I'm sorry about running away. Save the apology. Let's start driving. drove for a while in silence. Several times I tried to start a conversation, but you wouldn't answer. Finally, I parked at the end of a deserted street on the waterfront. Fog was rolling in from the water. A few minutes, the mist would close around us. I've been thinking. 
I decided what we we're going to do. You don't want the police mixed up in this, do you? No, of course not. Oh, neither do I. And don't ask me why. I got my own good reason. You got a plan? Yeah. My husband subleased the apartment under an assumed name. We've only been there a few weeks. Nobody in the house knows us. I'll leave town for good. The police won't be able to trace either of us. But your husband's body. I'll leave it. That'll give me at least a couple of days' start before the police find it. You'll have to help me. I need money. How much? Five thousand dollars. Five thousand. That's a lot of money. You got a nerve squawking about money. After what you did. It was self-defense. How would you like to tell that to a jury? But I simply haven't got five thousand dollars. There was a card in your wallet that showed you work in a bank. The bank got plenty of money. You know how to get it. And more, too. She wanted me to steal the money. It's all clear now. No longer young and fresh and pretty. Just a cheap, flashy woman who wanted money. Money? It was blackmail. If she got the 5000 it wouldn't end there. She'd keep bribing me, squeezing me. Well, which is it going to be? The money or the police? Neither. God, don't be stupid. There's a law against murder. I'm going to do something very sensible, Susan. What do you mean? You? Take your hands off my throat. I don't like to do this. Don't you joking me? No. No. My fingers tightened on the throat. I felt as though I was killing something inside me. She kissed me once. She said she liked me. And for a moment, I felt young again. The body went limp suddenly between my hands. She was dead. I was a double murderer. That Martin Wheeler, the ungrateful scoundrel, and that poor kid, Susan Holmes. She got her neck twisted, all because she was trying to do Martin a good turn. <laughs> that wasn't a good return for her pains, was it? But on the other hand, it's not hard to see Martin's point of view. He probably felt that one good turn deserved another. Now, let's return to Martin Wheeler, the middle-aged bank cashier, who's having a night full of trouble. A moment ago, he killed Susan Holmes because she threatened to tell the police about the death of her husband. Fog was all around me now, making the world unreal. Sinister. Off in the water, the fog whistles were sobbing. I stood at the end of a pier body of Susan in my arms. I held her a moment longer than was necessary, and then dropped her into the water. It was all 
back to Margaret. Try to forget that I'd committed murder. Then I remembered my wallet. My wallet. Contained my driver's license with my name and address on it. Back in the car, I found a handbag. Contained a change purse, the key to her apartment. But not my wallet. The wallet must still be in her apartment. I felt that I had it. Drove wildly, disregarding the fog, passing through red lights. Then a car loomed up in front of me. I slammed on the brakes and stopped, bumping the boot. Man got out of the car in front of me. He wore a uniform. I'd almost hit a police car. All right, what's your race, mister? I, 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 I didn't see the stop sign, the fog. Uh, you were doing at least 40 miles an hour and on a city street, too. Driving like that on a night like this, you could kill somebody. Uh, what's your hurry? Uh, no, nothing, nothing at all. I, I, I just want to get home to my wife. Uh, let's have a look at your life. My, my driver's license? Uh, it's in my wallet. Get it out. Well, I, I lost my wallet the other day. License and all, I... I haven't had a chance to apply for a new one. What's your name? Martin Wheeler. Where do you live? Six and three and a half, Sunset Drive. And you say your wife is at home? Huh? Yes, sir. All right, move over. We'll drive over to your house. Your wife will have to identify you. Is that all, officer? All except for this. Now, here's your ticket, Wheeler. Appear in traffic court tomorrow morning. And apply for a new license, you understand? Yes, sir, I'll do that. All right. And don't let me catch you driving like that again. Good night. Good night. Well, Martin? I'm sorry, Margaret. You're sorry? Who is she? What's her name? Believe me, this isn't like what it Are you in love with her? Are you? Answer me. No, I don't love her. Someday I'll be able to tell you what happened, but not now. I'm awfully tired. Let's go to bed. I pretended to sleep. The thought of my wallet still in Susan's apartment kept spinning through my mind. I had to get out of the house. I had to get to Susan's apartment and find the wallet. I couldn't leave until I was sure Margaret was asleep. She was asleep now. I slipped out of bed into my clothes, crept toward the door. I didn't see the chair in the dark until I stumbled over it. Who's there? Martin? Martin, where are you? I used the key I found in Susan's purse to let myself into her apartment. The body was no longer on the living room floor. She must have dragged it away. Perhaps she put it in the closet before she went to meet me. I didn't look for the body. My first concern was my wallet. And I found it where she must have left it on the telephone table. Everything was there. A few dollars, my license. I put it into my pocket and started to leave. Wait a minute. Holmes! I, I thought you were dead. I'm still very much alive, Mr. Wheeler. What? What the fight? The gunshot? You fell to the floor. Susan said you were dead. <laughs> You're not even wounded. I don't understand. The gun. It must have been loaded with blanks. That's right. But why? Why didn't you tell me? Why did you let me go on thinking that... Oh. I 
think I understand now. It was the old badger game right from the beginning. Susan <laughs> sprained anchor. When she kissed me. When you came in on us. That was all arranged in advance. Oh. I thought she really liked me. But it was all done in order to blackmail me. And now. Now she. Where is she? I. I don't know. She met you to arrange for the money. Now, you've got her door key. What did you do to her? Nothing. Nothing. You don't kid me, Wheeler. I can figure out what happened. She met you and asked for the money according to plan, but you figured you could get out of the mess by killing her. That's what you did. No. Sure you did. Else, how could you get the door key? She wouldn't give it to you. Why would you come back here for the wallet? You better be on the level with me, Wheeler. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. So you killed her. But I don't hold it against you. Level with me and we'll make a deal. What do you want? So you did kill her. Yes. So it's a real thing now, instead of a phony. But the price is still the same. I'll keep my mouth shut for $5,000. He was right. The situation was still the same, but... I got the money for him, I'd be in his grip forever. This his life or mine. I had no choice. But I needed a weapon. And I saw it on the desk. The sharp-pointed leather knife. All right. I'll give you the money. When? Right now. I'll sit down at the desk and write you a check. You're doing the smart thing, really. Yeah, you... That knife... Stay away from me. Some money. No. No, no. Where? He was dead. They killed him twice in one night. But this time, I made sure he was dead. Fingerprints off the knife. Wipe the doorknob clean. Then at the apartment. I thought of everything. I left nothing behind that might connect me with the two murders. Going home, I concentrated on one thought. I must forget this night. Erase it from my memory. If I ever thought of this night again, it would be as a nightmare. Our bedroom was still dark as I entered. Margaret must have gone to sleep. Felt good to be home again, safe. Back in a world where such things as I had done simply didn't happen. Someday, I tell Margaret the truth. Someday when we were old, such things no longer mattered. And then the room exploded in my face. Oh, oh, Margaret. Don't. Don't, please don't. You're making a mistake. Margaret, you wouldn't let me explain. I don't need any explanation. 
You went back to her. I told you I'd kill you if you went back to that woman. Number, please. Operator, get me the police. I want to report a murder. Surprise, friend. Hmm? Oh, you were. Well, anyway, that ending certainly was a surprise for Martin Wheeler. You might say it was curtains for Martin. <laughs> but you know, come to think of it, he made one big mistake. He shouldn't have murdered that nice Holmes couple. Mm-mm. No, indeed. He should have murdered his wife. Then we might have had a happy ending. Well, good night to you, old poison puss. And thanks for your story. I want to report a murder. Tonight's performance in the Mystery Playhouse. We'll be digging you again in the near future. Creeps, until next time. Good night. Sleep tight. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. What a twist at the end. If only he had been honest with his wife to begin with. Now that was a marriage built on zero trust. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we end the week with Groucho Marx and You Bet Your Life and join us next Thursday for a new episode of Inner Sanctum Mysteries. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny. 
signing off.